there. Hello. Hello. Yes, as I professionally destroy the mic stand. Hello and welcome to this next act. Um, yes, indeed. Um, this is so tangled already. Um, give me a chance you first time here. Give me a chance you've been here before. Oh dear, very few return customers. That is a good sign. I've got to do a bit of weird MCing up front because um, this is the first time we're doing this that's been podcasted. Um, yes, indeed. Uh, I, for one thing, I don't know how well uh, the audience reaction is being picked up by the podcast. So, <laughs> so that you might they might have picked up the ooh that went round. Um, so this is going to be on the internet, and this is the first thing that people are going to hear when they download it. So it's going to be a success. Um, but now what we're trying to do is because uh, Bristol's got such a fantastic open mic scene. Um, f- forgive me, this is not going to be funny. Uh, straight up. But it's, it's got such a, such a great open mic scene. Um, all, all good fun. Uh, we, we want to put it online so people who don't live here can access it. It's going to be great. And uh, we, we want to sort of space where people can sort of try out um, new material. Like it's going to be exactly the same as normal open mic night. Um, and so people are going to be funny, 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 unlike me right now. Um, but yeah, without further ado, for those of you who have never seen me before, well done. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm Alex, Alex Kitson. Um, I, I run this night with um, Mr. Isaac Keane, who can't be here because he's doing a gig that might progress his career. Um, but he, he'll be, we host an alternate night, um, and that's fun. Uh, I, this is weird, because um, there's, there's you guys, and then there's the, the people at home, and I'm thinking about neither. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, no, I'm not, I'm not the world's coolest man. I don't know whether you picked that up by this point. Um, lots of my friends are into sort of like D&B. Uh, I'm not. I'm more into sort of M&S. Um, I put the no into techno. Um, but I'm, I, I do some cool things. Like I'm, I, I play some sport. I, I play a lot of rugby. Uh, which surprises people because um, cause I'm like this. Um, podcast people read smiley idiot. Uh, but yeah, um, but I, I do things because rugby is quite sort of masculine macho sport. Um, and that's people surprised I'm not really that. Um, but I used to do things even more sort of masculine. Um, I used to do wrestling, if you could believe that. Yeah, um, I, I used to wrestle at school um, with my sexuality. And... Uh, <laughs> hey, um, LAUGHTER Crazy. Uh, y- you guys are surprised. Um, yeah, I mean, it t- turned out straight, which was a twist no one saw coming. Like, you guys are surprised. You should see my husband. Uh, livid does not describe it. Um, but, that, no, I, cause cool's sort of a, a bit of a weird thing, cause, um, there's the sort of definition of cool we got in our heads. We got like, uh, f- like French bulldog owning style of cool. Uh, but, 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 but that's the sort of, I, the coolest thing I've ever seen a person do is not uh, sort of Instagrammable. It was when I was at school, um, and um, I don't know if this ever happened to you, but when I was at school, whenever like a beer or a wasp came in, that was just pandemonium. That was just an excuse just to go absolutely fucking crazy. Like uh, any insect flying around, you just went, "Hey, no more school. We are <laughs> anarchy reigns." Uh, and, uh, and, you know, but people, it, usually no one would spot it until, you know, somebody just sort of goes, oh my god, is that, is that a wasp? And people go, oh god, is it? Hope, hope, please. Like, and then they sort of go, uh, actually, cause I'm, cause I'm allergic. Um, <laughs> and, uh, forgetting that everyone's kind of allergic to wasps, like, 
Like, there's nobody, it's, there's nobody, it's, no one's immune <laughs> to bees and wasp things. It's not like, um, I, they go, oh, that's so weird that you react. I'm just going to grab it and slap it with my hand. Um, but, yeah, but, you know, this, this happened in geography once. We so a geography lesson, we were about 10, uh, with a teacher of mine called uh, Mr. Judd. Um, and wasp comes in, pandemonium, I'm allergic to wasp. Um, and then Mr. goes, it, it starts flying around him. And he does the coolest thing I've ever seen a man do. He goes, watch this, kids. And he's flying in front of him. And he just karate chops it like that. Kills the bee in midair. Slams against, <laughs> slams against the cupboard door. Like that. And just falls to the floor. And, and we just stood in sort of shock silence. Like, wh- why is the best ninja in the world teaching us geography in rural Hampshire? This is... Um, so anyway, like I was saying about new material and it being a time march experiment. Um, <laughs> there's an example. Uh, that's alright. Um, that's uh, that's a bit of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll do a bit. Of, we'll, I'll do a bit. Do a bit of crowd work. Why not? Um, I, I don't recognise you, mate. You're the only person I don't. Um, well, what's, your, what's your name? Alex. Alex. My name's Alex. Good. What? This is going well already. Uh, so you're definitely the best person ever. Um, yeah, you've got surname. If we're both called Alex Kitson, I might just end the podcast here. Uh, what, uh, what, what's, what's the surname? Uh, it was worth a shot. Um, what, what do you do, mate? What's uh, biology student. Biology student at, at UOB. Uh, yes. Ah, yes. I'm a student at the Bristol University. What? <laughs> Insane. Um, who are you with tonight? This. Uh... Oh, these guys. There's a crew here of which um, I, I recognise least, which is fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming down. Um, I'm a student at the university. I I do social policy, which is a nice way of saying absolutely fuck all. Um, No, but um, we we talk about a lot about sort of political issues in um, in in sort of social policy. I was talking about North Korea the other day um, with some friends um, because I'm uh, very smart indeed, and uh, we're we're talking about sort of North Korea dreadful situation um, there, and I I learned something. I, I like I don't know. Everyone knows this. Um, that that North Korea's only got one TV channel, uh, and it's sort of yeah, it's sort of got me thinking. Like, um, what does their remote look like? <laughs> it's a bit, it's a bit shit, I expect. Like just a just a volume button, like uh, just so you can turn the propaganda up or down. Like there's no off button. Uh, but um, it got me also got me thinking. Like, what kind of sort of TV shows they got in North Korea? Korean television. I imagine they've got their own sort of version of like the one show uh, or unshow as they'd call it. And they've definitely got their own version of Countdown. Alex, you agree with me. Um, they've definitely got their own version of Countdown, which is the same as ours, but just sort of goes. Alex, for the podcast, Alex reacted to that like I just shot him. Um, <laughs> he physically recoiled in his chair, like I, uh, yeah. Um, but that's a fun impression you could take home, Alex. Just North Korean countdown. Uh, I can actually do any country's version of countdown. Just uh, name a country. Uh, my new, yeah, my new best friend. Um, well, name a country. I can do the version of countdown. Just uh, anyone, anyone. Just go, go wild, go crazy. Any country. <laughs> Iceland. A small population. Oh, it's icy, but no, it's not. Uh, uh, 
There we go. Some countries are harder than others, gang. Uh, right, I, I think it's time. <laughs> it's so much bullshit from me, I apologise. There's a second row of people who've seen all my jokes before. And they are not laughing. Um, right, <laughs> I'm going to bring on your first act. Uh, she is absolutely lovely. She came all the way from Swansea, so give her a big hand. Please go welcome crazy for Rebecca Louise! <laughs> Again. Hi, oh my god, you're all so gorgeous. I love it. I love Bristol. I just, this is why I come here. It takes me two hours, but it's just great. Um, what I, I, just, I don't know, I just, sorry, I shouldn't be distracted. Let me get to the jokes. <laughs> Let me move this out of the way so you can see me better. Okay, so I've been thinking a lot about death lately. I mean, not just mine, like everyone's. Like, it feels kind of cold war-y right now, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I'm really old. I remember the first, like, in the 80s when they used to have the, if you hear the siren, you're going to die. <laughs> have at it. It's great. No, I mean, it's really hard. Like, I'm going to level with you. I, I do suffer with depression. And don't try and write jokes when you're depressed. It's... My boyfriend found some that I wrote down on a scrap bit of paper, and um, he thought it was a suicide note. <laughs> and now he's hidden all of the aspirin. <laughs> which is really annoying, because I also get migraines, so it's the worst right now. But in terms of, like, you know, end times, blah, 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 I don't want to be... I mean, I'm a feminist. I know that gender is just a social construct, right? We all know this. We're all woke. <laughs> but when we talk about the end times that are upon us right now, there's definitely a gender split. Whenever I talk to girls, we're like, shit, son, when did Margaret Atwood start writing the world? I know. My my friend is like, yeah, I know. I think it'll be okay if I can be one of those housekeeper ones, but I don't want to be one of the baby ones. <laughs> and my other friend was like, I'm going to be one of the prostitute ones. And I was like, I'll just kill myself, I think. <laughs> like, I've been waiting 17 years to do it. It seems like a good enough time. <laughs> just out of my misery. I would have stopped the minute they was like, no, you can't work or vote. I'd be like, right, I'm out. Peace out, guys. <laughs> But guys, guys are all like, really? There'd, there'd be no electricity. We'd, we'd have to make our own fires. What? My boyfriend seriously wanted to get an air rifle the other day. He's like, it'll be good because when the end of the world comes, we can hunt small game. <laughs> I'm like, bitch, I'm not going to be here. You can do it. It's definitely like, uh, boys be like this, girls be like this. I blame the scouts, to be honest. They've trained them from such a young age to want to get back to nature. And um looks like it's going to happen. So well done, lads. Woo. Are you going to all start wearing woggles just in day-to-day -day life as well? Little caps. Toot toot. But like, on a serious note, in terms of like, I don't know, I'm just... Like I said, I just, every time I feel optimistic about something, like, I go on Twitter and I'm like, oh, no, this this is what's happening. Okay. I give up. <laughs> but I was thinking the other day, I'm a fat activist. Now, you may not know what that means. It basically means that I'm fat and I do not give a fuck. 
And I'm very militant about that. I mean, like, test me. Tell me how many calories are in something I'm about to eat, and I will cut you, bitch. <laughs> It'll happen. But um, I was thinking, as I am just a depressed person who's neurotic and on her own a lot, I was like, oh, in the end times, um, is it going to be better to have plenty of fat stores so that I can hide it out and just wait for it all to blow over? Or is it going to be better for me to be fit and healthy so I can fight the nuclear zombies with my bare hands? <laughs> so I don't know. But I decided I was going to go to the gym, right? So I was like, well, I'll go to the gym. I'll stay fat, but I'll try and get a bit stronger. <laughs> Heavy lifting in the apocalypse might be a thing. So... Um, <laughs> So I went and I met this trainer and we were chatting and she's like, like really into fitness. She's like raring to go, shaking like shit. Her name is Kaylee. Two things about Kaylee I learned. Kaylee likes working out and she likes workout supplements. <laughs> and she was like, you got to have a goal. you got to have a goal in the gym. you got to have a goal in the gym. And I'm like, I, I told you my goal. But she's never seen The Walking Dead because all she does is work out. And... Um, <laughs> She doesn't quite know the magnitude of what is ahead of us. So what we decided on is a revenge body, like Khloe Kardashian. Now, you might have caught earlier when I said I was 33. I have never seen Khloe Kardashian, comma, revenge body. <laughs> But what I'm assuming it means is that if you see your ex-boyfriend when you're out on the town, you don't have to worry about it. Because you know you worked out hard enough that week. You're a strong enough person that you can kill him and hide the body. Win-win. <laughs> no, I don't need help carrying this bag. <laughs> Hasn't got a dead body in it. <laughs> But no, it's great. And um, I think I'm, I'm joking a lot about suicide and... I know it is a real thing, and it's probably Mental Health Awareness Week somewhere, right? Like, always is. I've got a best friend, and um, I confided in her. I was like, oh, I'm feeling really low again. And she's like, oh, babe, sometimes we all feel like that. She's like, sometimes there's only one thing that gets me up in the morning to go to work. And I was like, oh, my God. This is going to be some wise words here, because she's really together. She's an adult. She's got a husband. Beautiful children. She's got a lovely job. She's a midwife. So she sees the miracle of life every day. It's like, this is going to be gold, her advice. She said, sometimes when I wake up in the morning and I'm so sad and I really don't want to go to work and see the death and despair and poverty. But then I think, if I get up an hour early, I can catch up on EastEnders <laughs> and have some jam and toast. <laughs> So guys, when you're feeling sad and low, just get just get EastEnders up on the iPlayer, get some jam and toast, a hot beverage of your choice, and, you know, everything's going to be okay. So peace out, everyone. Lovely to meet you. Rebecca Louise, everybody! Let's keep that going. Go wild and crazy. Go for Faru Azari. All right. It's close enough, I suppose. Faru's, Faru's, it's Faru's. Three times I told him, three times. Uh, hello, how you doing? Uh, my name is Faru's. <clears throat> I, uh, uh, I was homeschooled. 
So my, my parents believe that uh, educational institutions uh, collectively discourage independent thoughts while shaping children into obedient objects that could be quite easily manipulated. Anybody else have weird parents? <laughs> Anybody else's parents who are very, very peculiar? I wish they would warn you. I wish they would tell you, say, you know, just, just let you know that you're part of a weird family. I wish they would say, hey, hey son, come here, come here. Look, uh, your mom and I, we met at a rave party in, in a bowling alley of an abandoned church on a Wednesday. Do you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> We're crazy, all right? We're crazy. So before you go out there and tell all your friends everything that happens behind these walls, maybe don't. You know, they're going to point at you, call you a freak. But never tell you. And then you're sharing your mates. One of them goes, well, I hate one on Sundays. My, my, my parents make me clean the garage. It's bullshit. Everybody's like, yeah, 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 same, same, same. High five, high five, high five. Somebody else goes, I hate one on Sundays. My parents make me visit my grandparents. We have nothing in common. It's like, yeah, same, same. High five, high five. Then you go home on Sundays. My parents make me refresh the tinfoil on the walls, you know, because the government is listening to our dreams. Right, guys? Right? Oh. Man, I would. Went, went to school only once uh, as a kid. I was homeschooled, went to school only once. First day of school, I was super excited, optimistic. So all of a sudden, the teacher in front of the whole class just ambushes me with a question nobody's ever asked me before. She says, uh, what's your surname? I didn't know the I mean, I'm six years old, man. It's the first day of school. I've only learned my first name that morning. <laughs> well, my, my mom said, you know, have, have fun at school, Firuz. I was like, Firuz? Is that my name? <laughs> she is. See, I thought my name was um, it's, it's a huge mistake. I wish I could have been a burlesque dancer. You ruined my life. <laughs> it's a long name, long name. It took me ages to introduce myself. I don't know. I said, I, you know, I, I didn't know my surname. I said, is it Firuz? She said, no, Firuz is your first name. Ask your last name. Or shall we call you Firuz? Firuz. <laughs> Everybody started laughing. She was so proud of her little stupid little joke. <laughs> I was thinking, have you ever seen a six-year-old on a phone with an insurance broker going, what's that? My surname? Yeah, sure. Ozari. O-Z-A-R-I. Thank you very much. Yes, George, I'd like to invest in some Greek bonds, please. No six- six-year-old don't know their surname. I said, I don't know where you... <laughs> I said, I don't know where you're making fun of me. You know, it's, uh, you know, I'm only six, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, I don't know my surname. And quite frankly, I thought the school was a place where wiser, older people, you know, pass on their wisdom, help you unlock your imagination, you know, unlock your potential, ignite your imagination. I didn't realize it was a place where failed comedians practice their shit material on a bunch of six year olds. <laughs> I didn't say it exactly like that. I cried. I cried like a little bitch. That's what, that's what I did. Besides, I said, I'm, not, I'm sure I'm the only, not the only child who doesn't know his surname, right, guys? Wrong. Everybody started shouting their surname. So one kid knew his mother's maiden name. Does he have a bank account as well? <laughs> What's all this? Never went to school. Everybody started calling me Firuz Firuz. First day of school, man. I already had a nickname. Firuz Firuz. Brutal. In the hindsight, Firuz Firuz. Not the worst nickname you can have. To be fair, it is my name. It is my, just somebody saying my name twice. That's, yeah, somebody, some of my favorite things in the world are, have reduplicated names. Yeah, it's, uh, it's couscous. We all like a bit of couscous every now and again. It's a bonga bonga. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, was that Duran Duran? You know, favorite type of joke. Knock knock joke. Something like that. I don't know, man. In university, I was talking to my girlfriend, Ria, uh, or she likes to call herself. Uh, my ex-girlfriend. Depends on who you ask, really, doesn't it? Depends on who you ask. Two sides to every story. There are two sides to every, you know, how do you know when you broke up with someone? You know, because they told you so. Is that what you're going to leave your destiny to? Words. So we've, gr- we've grown apart. I'll, I'll let you know a little secret. Words work wo- both ways. Watch. We've grown apart. Uh, no, we didn't. Boom. Dealt with. Classic case of he said, she said. Still very much in a relationship. Thank you very much. Besides, what is a relationship? You know, to some of you, it's a promise of a house, child, and a cat with a human name. This is Patrick. He really likes when you tickle. Nobody gives a shit. You know, I've seen a cat before. Thank you very much. We've all seen a cat before. Yeah, we know what it likes. Give some food, tickle the balls. It's this, it's a cat. 
Just because you gave it a human name doesn't suddenly mean it's going to have a, an enticing personality and a story to tell. It's still pretty much it's not going to impress anyone. That cat is unless unless you say, hey, did you like the article I sent you on the how the Bitcoin has uh, you know shifted the power away from the central banks towards the masses? Yeah, my cat wrote that overnight in two languages, English and Hebrew. Then maybe you'll be like, oh, it's actually quite impressive. It's pretty. Oh no, look, it's eating its own asshole again. No, it's still still a fucking cat, isn't it? It's still a fucking cat. Stupid cats. <laughs> My point is that we're still we're, st- we're still in a relationship, you know. It's, it's still, it's, you know, and you don't know what love is. True love is when you spend three and a half hours on your knees, crawling across the carpet, looking for for a piece of your ex girlfriend's hair, <laughs> so you can send it off to a cloning facility in Kazakhstan. Which, by the way, took you less time to find than the hair. It's like a half a cup of coffee and a banana is how long that took. <laughs> and then you send it off, really hoping that it was, in fact, your ex-girlfriend's hair and not Gabriel's, your landlord's. Nobody likes Ga- Nobody wants to clone Gabriel. Everybody, everybody hates Gabriel. You put your yogurt on... Because remember how we said the top two shells are mine and the bottom two... Fucking get a life, Gabriel. Jesus Christ. <laughs> then you send it off. And four months down the line, you find out that cloning in Kazakh means wig manufacturing. Like, what the fuck is that even? Now you're stuck with a synthetic replica of, <laughs> of your ex-girlfriend's hair, which I guess is what you wanted. But you wanted the whole thing, didn't you? You wanted the whole thing, and now you only have a part. It's not even your favorite part. If you could choose a favorite, I mean, it definitely would have been the armpits, those sexy armpits. It wouldn't have been a hair. And now every night you go to bed, and you put the wig on the pillow next to you. <laughs> and you look into that space in the wig that should have been her eyes. <laughs> but in st- in st- instead it just says, manufactured in Kazakhstan. <laughs> which Manufactured in Kazakhstan has quickly become a euphemism for your sex life, Firuz. Thank you very much. You, you come At the back of your head, you can't just stop thinking, what if, you know, what if I was nicer to her? What if I was kinder to her? What if I was more attentive? What if this is Gabriel's hair? How weird would that be? What if this is Gabriel's hair? <laughs> Fuck him, huh? That would be weird, man. Maybe skeptical of true love. Maybe skeptical of French waiters in French restaurants. You know when you go to a French restaurant and in UK and the waiter just happens to have a French accent? Do you ever feel suspicious? I was born at <laughs> night, not last night. As a starter, maybe recommend the garlic bread and a bit of parsley with some Sauvignon Blanc. So if you have any questions, yeah, actually we do. Are you actually French, Pierre, if that's your real name? (laughs) (laughs) This is a ridiculous question, of course. Just answer the question, man. Well, (laughs) no. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm from Devu. Where? Devu? Where? Devon, right? I'm from Devon. Going to get me fired. I'm, I'm taking the positive steps, to be honest. I, um, I went on a blind date. She went on a blind date. She's quite nice. Yeah, thank you. Quite, well, you got a, she got us a table at in, um, Olive Tree in Bath. Have you guys been to Olive Tree in Bath? It's like a Michelin star restaurant. Very difficult to get into. It's like years ago, my, my friend and I, we were trying to... But is, it, is, it too de- is that too depressing for you? <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Ooh. She never said that. She never said that. <laughs> oh, we're going to try it. Uh, she got us a 
a table at the Olive Tree in Bath, which is a Michelin star restaurant, uh, which it's very difficult to get into. It's like very years ago, my friend and I, we, we had a bet to see who would get in first, whereby I was trying to get into uh, the Olive Tree, and he was trying to get into Kim Jong-un's trusted circle of advisors. He has, he's been living in th North Korea for the last three years. They play bowling together, have matching haircuts. <laughs> they even call him... Uh, Dim Sum Un. His real name is Dim Sum Un. He's half Korean, to be fair. That's how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Yeah. We used to call him George. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> My date, she said, she said, uh, I like a man who's confident and knows his self-worth. Luckily for her, I know exactly what I'm worth. Five packs of Malibu Lights and maybe even a Mars bar. <laughs> now I can see some of you kind of still trying to understand who you are in life and what you bring to the table. And I feel sorry for you. And I, I feel for you. I, feel, I wish you all the best. Not this guy. Not this guy. I, wish, I wish you all the best. When I was 13, my parents got me doing shots of uh, dessert wine, like a gangster. <laughs> like a gangster who couldn't find any tequila in the house because his dad has digestion problems. Anyway, the next, the next day, they did what any loving parents would. They made me breakfast. And then took me on a tour of a local prison where my uncle worked as a counselor. Now, to this day, I don't know exactly what, what the message was they were trying to convey. But I think I suspect the message was that uh, if, if you start drinking early in life, you're going to end up making some mistakes in your life. You know, get involved with some wrong people, abuse some illegal substances, break the law. And sooner or later, you will end up working at a prison as a fucking counselor like your loser <laughs> uncle. What a prick. <laughs> Anyway, my uncle told one of the inmates to, like, give me a speech, you know, scare the drinking out of me. And so what happened next surprised both my uncle and I, because the inmate, he was on the second floor, and he shouted at me, Hello, bitch. <laughs> if you ever end up here, you're going to become my little bitch. I'll put you in a nice pretty dress, pimp you out to all the other inmates, probably get, like, five packs of Marlboro Lights, and even maybe a Mars bar. And that's how I found out at the age of 13 exactly what I'm worth in life. I think finally, uh, just people think that just because you, you were homeschooled, you, you don't get bullied, which is which is wrong. Because in fact, when you when you homeschooled, uh, your bullies have a better vocabulary than you do, and they don't call it bullying; they, they call it parenting. Because <laughs> think of your typical bully, guys. Think of a typical bully. Hey, pick up that poo off the ground and put it in your mouth. What? Why? Because I told you that's why. This is my school. I run this school. You see that sick graffiti on the wall? Whose name is at the bottom? Yeah, my name. Now do it, you tiny bitch. <laughs> now think of your typical parent. Hey, pick up the broccoli and put it in your mouth. What? I don't like vegetables. Why do I have to do that? Because I told you, that's why. You know, this is my house. I run this house. You see that sick mortgage statement on the wall? <laughs> Who's that? Is that? <laughs> my name is Fierce Azari. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Fierce I... I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, that's the end of the first third. Um, usually we've done, you know, five minutes before, so there's more than two comedians in the first third, but this is different. So, uh, go grab a quick pint. We'll be back for two more thirds of amazing stand up. All right. Bye. <laughs> Oh, he's back. We're back. Thank you.
You have a good break. Yes, eventually. Um, alrighty. Um, yeah, I, I was, I walked here, um, and I was walking through Queen Square and they've got the statue. And I, I remembered something that I, I learned a long time ago about, um, about the sort of generals on horses statues. Like, cause I don't know whether you've heard this, but, um, if they've got one hoof up in the air, it means they died in battle. Um, if they've got two hooves up in the air, um, they actually were just injured and, uh, you know, and, and, and if, and if the horse is, uh, like this, it means they died doing Michael Jackson's thriller. Um, I, I, I don't know whether you heard that. Um, I, I mean, brilliant joke for the podcast, Kitson. Uh, there's gonna be three very confused people at home. Um, well, come down. You're all my friends. Um, <laughs> alrighty. Are you ready for your, your next act of the second third? Yay! More sure than I am. He's absolutely brilliant. Please give a big hand to Mr. Eddie F. J. Sorry, it's my agent Derek. He always calls at bad times. <laughs> Bloody look, Derek. I, I told you about this. Why am I? Why am I doing five minutes? I've only written four minutes of jokes. Wait, I mean, what do you know about writing jokes anyway? Oh, oh yeah, really. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you a setup. You give me a punchline. All right. Um, uh, come on. Why did Why did the toothbrush fall off the sink? It's a bit racist. <laughs> Bloody hell, Derek! How did you even do that? Christ. Oh. But you know, seriously, I am up Shit's Creek now. So what do I do? I mean, I've got to do. An, I've got to do a whole another minute somehow. <laughs> what? Fake, fake, fake a phone call? <laughs> Are you a psychotic? That will never work. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, Derek. I'm calling. I'm hanging up on you. I'm sorry. Hi, everybody. Hi. Um, sorry about that. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's a lovely man, my agent, Derek. But he is racist. But he is. He is um, I know. I know it's a bit weird that I have an agent. Um, you know, doing these little open mics and whatnot. Um, but it's, it's just part time. Uh, I actually, I actually work at the circus. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I'm the Invisible Man. I'm not very good at it, but <laughs> which is quite ironic because my style is quite observational. Aha! 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 I always wanted to be invisible. Uh, my, my dad was invisible. Um, well, I mean, you know, he went for smokes that one time. And then, and then, he, and then he came back invisible. I mean, that's, that's what mum used to say. Um, I mean, daddy, I mean, I mean, daddy loved us. He wouldn't have left. Dad? Oh, Derek. <laughs> that was not part of the joke. Um, yeah, yeah, thanks for that. Bloody, bloody Derek. Oh, sorry. I, I do have a guitar, believe it or not. Um, I, um, uh, you ever sort of walk out of the house holding something and you sort of forget? You'd think I'd notice, wouldn't you? You'd but anyway, um, anyway, here are some uh, here are some songs I've been practicing. Uh, Blackbird by the Beals, what a classic, you know. <laughs> Kaka. <-ka! laughs> 
that was a crow. Uh, I've been practicing the wrong bird. If I've learned anything about listening to Led Zeppelin, is that people in wheelchairs don't get to go to heaven. <laughs> he's God. He should install a lift. He, he's what? What? What, what is that? Oh. Uh, what other songs? Uh, Paul Simon's "Sound of Silence," classic song. Ha 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 um, some would argue that those three jokes aren't worth bringing the guitar. Uh, you'd probably you'd probably win that argument. <laughs> but oh well. Um, uh, I've had a pretty bad week, guys. I know. On, on Monday, I lost my favorite pair of socks, and then Tuesday, my girlfriend broke up with me. I mean, I really love those socks. I, tell, I can't. I cannot. I cannot tell you. Bloody washing machine, I tell you. Uh, no, it's weird how my girlfriend broke up with me. Um, she, it was weird. One day she was like, oh, Eddie, I really want a corgi. That's what she said to me. She, I want a corgi. And I was like, yeah, all right, okay, I'll get you a corgi. So, you know, I went to the pet shop, got the dog, you know, the dog house, blah, blah, this stuff. You know, come back with the corgi in my hands, and there's five other people having sex with her. Bloody hell did I miss her. She, <laughs> and, then, and then she breaks up with me because she thinks it's weird I brought a dog. I can't. Oh, well. I never liked her anyway. She was so cool. Thanks for that. No, I never, I never liked my girlfriend anyway. I mean, she was so tall, I had to go up on her. Um. All right, I'm going. Oh, I've been the Invisible Man. I- Eddie FJ, everybody! Let's keep that going crazy. Let's keep that going and go wild and go crazy for Mr. Ted Milligan. Everyone, how are you doing? Good. Hey. Thank you. See you. Um, right. I thought today I'd just tell you a story uh, quite quickly. It's not a very long story. It's only about two minutes, but it takes me a while to tell a story because I have a I have ADHD. Um, for those of you that don't know what ADHD is, uh, it basically means that my God, that's a really nice shirt. So it's delightful. Do, you, do do I want to touch it? But don't keep it on. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> give me your number. Um, so I'm an idiot. I get distracted very quickly. So anyway, here's the story. Uh, it involves me getting an ear infection. Oh. Um, one day. One day sympathy. Um, but I... Anyway, so it, uh, it took place basically... Um, near where I live, there's a sort of theatre and a swimming pool complex. Um, and I love theatre. I used to do this drama club there. I love theatre. I study it here at university. Uh, I'm doing all right. I'm on course for 2-2. Which is a weird costume for Macbeth, but I'll take it. <laughs> the Scottish play. Not sure if this counts um, as a theatre. Uh, we have a lot of important discussions. Uh, sometimes we have important discussions in uh, theatre. We were talking recently about puppetry and the idea that puppets are better to work with than actors. Uh, and it turns out the reason that puppets are better to work with than actors is that puppets don't sexually harass women. So, <laughs> well done, Kermit. Smash it. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> Uh, no, so I loved theatre. Um, studied for ages. Used to do this theatre club anyway there every Saturday morning. It was a very old building, quite a depressed looking building. It was sort of building you didn't know whether the building had damp or whether it was crying. Uh, so, so this, and there used to be, there used to be this very strange uh, cabaret evening they'd do there, which was hosted by a bloke called Moosey. 
And what would happen was at the end, uh, Moosey would say, thanks, everybody, and thank all the acts one by one. Um, uh, Chris, Sarah, and likewise. And then at the end, it would get to Keith, and Keith would go, uh, there's one more person we need to thank. And he'd go, no, no. And he'd be like, no, mate, you've earned it. You've earned it, mate. And he'd be like, no. And then uh, he'd go, no, no, you've earned it. And then Moosey would run off stage get changed, and re-enter when he went, ladies and gentlemen, please thank your host, Moosey. He'd re-enter to the song Love Train, going, hey, people of the world, everybody, like that, every single night. Um, Love Train, by the way, a song by the OJs, uh, not to be confused uh, the OJs with OJ Simpson, whose Love Train crashed a very long time ago, I think. Um, <laughs> what a cute... Yeah, I watched, I watched the Netflix series. Um, so anyway, so um, and after doing these sort of classes, I go, uh, I go for swim. I go swimming. Uh, the swim pool next door, and uh, the pool here was uh, really, uh, really poorly maintained, which might be the most middle class sentence I've said in a long time. But so I have, I do have working class roots because my uh, granddad uh, was in the navy in Plymouth as an admiral, but he was, he was, he was there for like rallies and stuff. Um, but no, he'd say, uh, anyway, so I went swimming and, uh, I basically, the water somehow mixed with my ear. I don't know how that works. I'm not a doctor. I couldn't be a doctor. I study theatre. I don't even get jobs I, uh, I apply for at the moment. I recently got rejected from a job at BuzzFeed. Turns out there were eight reasons they couldn't hire me. <laughs> In fairness, number four shocked me. I was shocked by number four. Um, so I, did, oh, I also used to have a job very briefly, uh, fixing, uh, pipes to the back of cars, which was exhausting. Uh, that's that's one for me, really. I think. Um, so I did I did that, and uh, I had to go into hospital um, on the doctor's recommendation. And uh, I was lying in bed every day, and all there was to do was basically just watch TV. And they only really had one uh, TV show, which was a bizarre uh, Christian TV show called Smile of a Child. Um, it was a weird show which featured an extended sequence of a girl running the uh, hundred meter sprint, a young girl. Uh, but she was wearing like 80 duffel coats and like 40 pairs of jeans and like a top hat. And so was heavily, clearly losing. Um, and then at one point, her dad sort of stood up from the stands and went, cast off all that hinders. And she went, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and started getting on change and then won the race. And I never thought that the moral of that story was cast off all that hinders, but rather dress appropriately for the task you're about to do. <laughs> if Usain Bolt turned up to the 100 meters dressed like that, everyone would be like, Usain, no, you're not. You're insane. Would probably be the exact phrase that you said. That, that turn of phrase would probably be in that circumstance. Um, anyway, I love TV. I, so I was happy enough in the hospital watching this with my ear infection uh, every day. Uh, I love TV. I'm a big TV fan, 40 inch and above. They're my favorites. Uh, but I'd be watching it every day. And I came up with some ideas for new TV shows. Um, and I hope you wouldn't mind if I pitched a couple to you now. Uh, the first one is a uh, show in which families across Britain attempt to put on the, pe- uh, the best post-funeral salon or party. That's called the Great British Wake Off. <laughs> and it's hosted by Mary Buried Alive. Paul Hollywood, but he's dead. Um, that's that idea. Uh, step up to a streetcar named Desire. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's a strange... strange um, also, I've got an idea for a show called Bear in the Big Blue House of Cards. Uh, this, this is just the TV show House of Cards starring Christopher Plummer, but... Inexplicably and consistently, uh, inexplicably and consistently, Bear from Bear in the Big Blue House is constantly present. He contributes nothing to the plot other than telling people how could they smell um, very well, as it turns out. Um, but also, I have one idea for a show which is called Batman and Robin Williams. 
Um, this is just the show Batman, uh, but his sidekick is comedian Robin Williams. So it'd be stuff like, they'd be like, oh, right, we got to go fight Two-Face. And I'm like, oh, I'm fighting Two-Face. You know, this is Two-Face Congress. Hey, that sort of stuff. Um, so that's a terrible Robin Williams impression. That's really, really bad. I only actually have uh, one impression I can do, and that's uh, the comedian Paul O'Grady getting bad test results from the doctors. So much like I will see it all links. Um, so he goes, oh, don't tell me. Oh dear, terminal. Like Heathrow. Oh, for the love of dogs, that's awful. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Paul O'Grady getting bad test results. Um, that's, actually, that's not true. I'm satirical. Uh, I can do an impression of uh, Donald Trump. Heard of him? Yeah, I think so. Um, so, Donald Trump. Um, actually, it's me, Paul O'Grady, and I foxed and fooled you all. <laughs> Strange. Um, it would be great if Donald Trump turned around and was just Paul O'Grady. That would be fantastically weird. We'd step up from Lily Savage. Anyway, so I'd be lying in bed, and um, they came in to try and fix, uh, to cure me, and they put a tube in my arm, which just seemed like they'd missed. Um, but it did work, and much like Elton John, for uh, you may have noticed, I am still standing. Um, not for much longer, obviously he's retiring, very sad. But um, I was, uh, I was, and I had to go to the doctors for a checkup briefly, and um, I went in, and as I was talking, the doctor said, all right, you're all fine, you're good. And I went with my grandparents, and uh, he asked me, by the way, do you have uh, ADHD? Uh, and I was like, oh, I'm not sure. And my grandpa turned to my grandma and went, uh, do we have ADHD? And she went, oh, no, we've got Sky. Thanks very much. I'm in terrible again. Enjoy the rest of the night. Ted Milligan, everybody. Um, quick readjustment for the sound. Also, Eddie FJ stole my phone, and then... Oh, it's over there. Wicked. Um, <laughs> means I could time the axe. That'll be fun. Uh, <laughs> oh dear, what a balloon burst I've just pulled here. Uh, right. Um, right. I, uh, I, I, I don't really get angry. I just sort of, I just sort of get flustered. Um, I, I, cause I got bloody flustered the other day. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that for free. I require no payment. Um, no, because I got caught speeding, gang. Um, no, I, okay, 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 Alex, my new best friend. Give me some skin. I've never said that before. Never going to say it again. Didn't like it. Um, uh, I mean, I appreciated the moment we had, but also I didn't. It didn't feel like me. Um, <laughs> hey, <laughs> we'll chat afterwards. We're um, we're best friends. Um, no, I got caught. But I can't. I can't believe I got caught, Alex. Because right, see if you believe it. I was going thirty-three miles per hour. MPH, I was going 33 miles per hour in a primary school playground. I don't know how it happened. I uh, no. When the police caught me, they said I had previous because um, my test I got six minors. Uh, but they shouldn't have been playing in the road like that, guys. They uh, just control them. Alrighty, your next act. Uh, there we go. The balloon partially restored. Um, <laughs> Your next act is absolutely lovely. You gotta be really nice to her. Give her a big hand to Miss Rosa Hanscom. Yeah, that's right, guys. Be real nice. Be real nice. Um, hi, guys. How are we doing? 
peachy lads i'm peachy i finished my exams yesterday yeah. uh yeah summer vibes guys summer <laughs> vibes except uh, the thing i'm really looking forward to over summer is catching up on the films that i've missed um I, i'm sad uh but no so like there have been so many great films coming out recently um avengers infinity war devil 2 um uh ant-man and the wasp was coming out soon solo happened um that did happen <laughs> oh god um but no um I do, I like, like, superhero movies, which is difficult when you're a girl because, uh, most of the time, the, that's, that, you know, great being a girl, but then also the male, the male fans of those movies, some of them are amazing, some of them are great, but other times they are, they're wankers, they're absolute wankers. Oh god, I hate them so, oh god, but, um, yeah, and the thing that they like to do is explain to you, uh, well, they don't like to do it, they have to, they have to explain to you when you're wrong, guys. It's, it's a burden that they must bear. Um, and I was talking to this one bloke about a scene from an Infinity War the other day, and, uh, he obviously disagreed with me, and you could see it in his eyes, the way that, you know, he realized what he had to do. He had to step up to the plate, you know, he had to take one for the team. So he turns to me and he's like, I hate to play devil's advocate. <laughs> but, and then when it's this whole rant, and honestly, I just want to scream at him, just get in the bin, mate! <laughs> just get in the bin! Honestly, mate, get in there with the banana peels and the dog turds and just get in the bin. I, honestly, that's what I wanted to say, but that's not actually, that's not how it went down. That's not how it went. Um, actually, what happens is I have a lady voice. Um, I don't know if anyone else, obviously, it's not this voice. This voice is... Indeed. Um, <laughs> but um, no, so what happens, I don't know if anyone else has this, is when you're talking to a man and then your voice just goes really, really high. I think most people have this as well with strangers that you just you just get a really high, smiley, happy little voice going on. But um, I can't actually... Um, you've been picked on far too much today, so I'm, it's fine. Um, could you... I, I'm sure you would never really say it, but could you just say, I hate to play devil's advocate at me? Just go on. Hit. Oh my god, no, it's absolutely fine! Don't worry about it! You tell me all your views! I wanna hear! I wanna hear! Lay it on me! Lay it on me! And that's, that's what I did to this guy, and then, and then I was stuck for 15 minutes as he explained exactly why, I've, I don't wanna spoil Infinity War, why something happens and it's good! Um, <laughs> great guys, great. Um, yeah, and so, the thing is though, cause the way they talk about it, they're like, oh, I hate to play devil's advocate. No, they don't hate it. They bloody love it! It's their favorite thing to do, to just go in there and just be like, yeah, no, sorry, mate, you're wrong. And also, if they hate it, what kind of interaction is that? Is that they're sat at the dinner table? Let's say Michael from Bedminster is sat at the dinner table. <laughs> and, and then all, then someone says that someone says an opinion that he, he probably agrees with, but no, the devil's there, guys. <laughs> the devil's there and goes, Michael. <laughs> What did she just say? Are you going to let that stand? Let Lucifer have a look in, Michael. We need to get some more satanic energy going around this whole table. Michael's like, oh, please, Mr. Devil, please, no, God, I don't want to have to do this. These are my friends. You know, I just, I just work in Sports Direct, mate. I don't want to have to, I don't want to weigh in on this. I don't think I'm ready, Lucifer. Lucifer's like, no, Michael. This is your time. This is your time. So poor Michael's got to turn to everyone and be like, guys, I'm just, I hate, I hate to play devil's advocate. But, and the thing is as well, because it's such a, you know, a symptom of the patriarchy, I feel that 
Um, Michael from Bedminster, he goes to Sports Direct. All of a sudden, he is uh, able to have the career track of a lifetime to go straight from that to being the spokesperson for the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> like, my God, he can just shoot right up there, can't he? I mean, it's, you know, because people say, obviously, you know, women play devil's advocate too, guys. You know, that happens. But um, the thing is... True, for, true to form, the devil has the biggest gender bias when employing his advocates that anyone's ever seen. My God. And so, I mean, that is just one glass ceiling we are never going to break, guys. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen for us. Anyways, I've had a five-minute rant. Um, I've had a great time. I'm bitter inside, guys. Bye! Rosa Hanscom, everybody! Let's keep that going. Go wild, go crazy for Tara Pendragon! You can tell I haven't done this before, can't you guys? So this is a disclaimer. This is my first ever comedy set. So um, last time I was on stage, I was six years old and I pissed myself at a nativity. <laughs> so I feel like things can only really go up from there. So let's set that as the bar. Let's set that as ooh. Let's set that as the bar. So and it's like a parental like advisory. You know, this is like not PG thirteen material. So I masturbate a lot. Like, <laughs> woo! So I did it before I came here. Like, I'm definitely gonna do it when I go home. Like, knowing me, I'm probably gonna find a way to like scurry off straight after this and do it. So, like, heads up, don't shake my hand later. If you, if you already have, I'm sorry, but there you go. So I never really considered it to be like that much of a personal problem. Until I realised what comes with being like a serial masturbator is also being a really intense porn watcher. <laughs> <laughs> so when uh, what was in the word? Oh, sorry. Um, so in my defence, though, kind of spending you know the amount of time that I do trying to find like the right pornography, it's trying to find porn that doesn't in some way totally disgust and repel you <laughs> is a little bit like having metal detectoring as a personal hobby. I realised the other day that I would never even dream of going to page two of a Google search, but I will, however, sift through 48 pages of oiled-up Latina milfs. <laughs> so back to, like, the metal detectoring thing. So, you know, you spend ages desperately looking so much disappointment and so many hours spent looking to try and find something and you think you've done it you think you maybe have found some quality content but no 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 because this is just 90 percent extremely high definition shots of a man's hairy usually quite pimply ass and balls flailing around like a rubber chicken in a jack russell's mouth <laughs> so you know like feeling you know a bit dejected you try and pick yourself back up again because i mean you have spent so long on this you're kind of committed to getting the job done but you also are trying to ignore the fact that you kind of just want to pack it in and call it a day but then suddenly you think you've done it you've struck gold so enthusiastically you know you kind of load everything up and 
no, no, none of this hard work paid off because the lady has decided to showcase her best possible impression of what I can only describe as a hostile goose going through a meat grinder. (laughs) (laughs) So I, um, I did have a pretty sobering moment recently when, you know, I did finally find a video to get my jollies to. And as things were about to reach the climax, as it were, the, the video started buffering and the screen went totally black. So there I am, staring back deeply into the eyes of my own reflection, looking at me, you know, kind of double chin, like fully out, you know, out of breath, a sweaty face, cheeks all rosy red, like some horrid futuristic portrait of King Henry VIII. (laughs) Who wants to get off to that? Because I certainly didn't, but I did, thanks to timing. I feel like talking about masturbating as a woman, you do face a lot of judgment. It's kind of like admitting you read the Daily Mail, but (laughs) I would much rather admit that I watch like latex mommy domination videos than I would everyone to know that I did read quite recently an entire Daily Mail article on why Stella McCartney can never eat couscous again. I feel like the reason why, as a woman, you know, kind of talking about masturbating is such a taboo subject is because we don't really have, like, any casual terminology for it. Like, as a guy, you've got all these, like, normalised references, you know, all these kind of fun euphemisms, you know, you've got things like, of course, like, jerking off and jacking off, but, like, you've got things like bashing the bishop, choking the chicken, how to drain your dragon. (laughs) But as... As a lady, we just don't really have that. You know, the, the clothes, and I've asked quite a few of my girlfriends about this, and it's just, finger my pussy. That's, that's it. That's all we've got. Like, imagine the social situations in which a guy can talk about jerking off, and no one bats an eyelid. Like, you know, see you later, lads. I'm gonna go home and jerk off. But as, <laughs> As a lady, it's just like, all right, Susan, bye-bye, say hi to the kids for me. I'm going to go home and finger my pussy. (laughs) It just doesn't work. It's too much. So, you know, I've spent quite a lot of time trying to think of, like, some alternatives. And I'm just going to, like, float these on by you as I wind this set down. And you can, you know, you know, put, you know, put them in your back pocket and use them whenever you want. So, firstly, we've got hosting finger puppet auditions. <laughs> yeah. Cuz that one's particularly kid friendly. <laughs> or if you don't like that, how about practicing safe sex? Because you know what's safer than a onesome? <laughs> now, my personal favorite is going on a journey of self-exploration in order to truly reconnect with my inner self. <laughs> now, I've actually used that one whilst excusing myself from a family Sunday roast, and it went down so well with my parents. Now, they kind of think I'm on the edge of a nervous breakdown, but you guys can consider that one, like, tried, tested, and proven to work. And then, to kind of wind things down, I don't know if you guys ever heard of, like, mansplaining. Well, what about this? Womansplaining. Yeah? So that's what I've got so far. I'm going to kind of, you know, keep thinking on it, keep working on it. But, you know, everything I've kind of given you now, 
try those out sometime and let me know what you think. Thanks very much, everybody. You've been a lovely first crowd. Tara Ben Dragon, everybody. That's the, that's the end of our second third. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be back with two fantastic comedians. So grab a drink, get back, and we'll just carry on. Why not? All right, see you later. Hello, we're back. Yes, thank you. That's that's Alex clapping big time. Uh, my favourite act of the night. You are Alex. You're um, you're an absolute legend. Can't, can't wait to live together someday. Um, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I feel like we should get to know each other. Yeah, I will. I will call you. Um, I, I feel like we should get to know each other as we are best friends. Um, where are you from? Germany. Germany. I didn't even pick it up from the accent. Where are in Germany? Frankfurt, heard of it. Uh, <laughs> sausages. Um, yes. Uh, you, you like Frankfurt or not enough and you came here? <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, that's all right. That's fun. I, I'm, I'm also here because I'm not too... In addition to me hating Frankfurt, um, I'm also here and not in Frankfurt. because I, I'm, I'm from a small town in Devon called Tiverton. Um, you, you probably won't be aware of uh, Tiverton, um, but basically people drive through it on the way to somewhere nicer. Um, yeah, uh, th- there's not much crime. There's, there's not much crime in Tiverton, um, and I've been the victim of one crime there. Uh, what, 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 what happened was I, was I was walking up and down the high street um, with, with a group of friends, and people I could sort of loosely describe as a gang were sort of driving up and down in the street of the car, sort of, you know, shouting abuse. You, you know the sort of types of people with, like, low suspension and, like, a car which sounds like a gun. Like, <laughs> those, those, sort of, those sort of fellas. Um, and they're just sort of shouting abuse, like, oh, you're a prick, you're a twat. And uh, I'm like, oh, I know, just please don't say it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and then eventually they threw a bottle at me. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. Um, and so it hit me on the shoulder. I was, I was like, ow. Uh, I bent down to pick it up, and it, but it was just a bottle of co-op orange juice. <laughs> like that's not a particularly badass crime. Uh, that's just drive-by health. Uh, it's like they've gone, here, mate. It looks like you need some vitamin C. It's two of your five a day. It's got more sugar than you might think, but it's, it's okay as a treat. <laughs> like I don't think you could be in a gang if Jamie Oliver could be your leader. Like that's not how that works. Um, it, like. W- w- well, what else is this gang doing? Are they like on mopeds snatching turkey twizzlers off people? You gotta like cycle after them. Like, are they like chasing people with knives but only so they get the 10,000 steps? <laughs> like, throwing a swimming stage, that's a triathlon. Um, but, and that's, I don't think I was scared because it's just, they're trying to be sort of uh, badass, but they just weren't succeeding. Like, It'd be more intimidating if they were trying to be good, but in a properly intimidating way. Like, if they'd driven past and gone, Oi, mate. High-intensity short-term exercise is better than cardio. And then just driven up. Like, that would have freaked me out more than anything. Like, that's the most scary thing I've ever heard. Um, no, but I, I think we'll bring on our next act, because uh, that went better than I thought. Um, 
Uh, your next act is absolutely fantastic. He's smashing it all over Bristol. Alex, can I get you to start the round of applause for the third round? Yep, start it there. And bring it all the way around. And go wild, go crazy with Mr. Harry Pugh. Hello. We all all right? There we go. I'm so glad I made it down those stairs. Um, so anxious for this gig, not for the performance, just for the image of me on my ass at the bottom of those stairs. So that's nice. Do you want, uh, everyone had a nice bank holiday weekend? Yeah. yeah, I had a weird one. I uh, I spent my Monday going for my first ever STI test. <laughs> Give me a cheer if you ever had an STI. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> it's a room full of students. <laughs> I was a student once. I know what it's like. Not from first-hand experience, but I, I heard all the stories. Um... <laughs> You know what they say about university? Those walls are thin. Um, I went, oh yeah, I went by first exercises, right? And I, I got there. I don't like the sort of man it made me, right? Because I'm normally quite an anxious, nervous guy. And I got there and I wasn't feeling that. I was feeling confident, like cocky even. And I was trying to work out why. And I was like, oh, it's because everybody in this building knows for certain that I've had sex. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm nearly 30, you think they presume, but like people often still ask me whether or not I've ever even had sex. <laughs> often after we've just had sex. <laughs> and um, yeah, I was, I don't know if it's all me because I went to the clinic and I, uh, I was strutting through. Because <laughs> they all knew, I was like, oh, the guy behind reception, he knows. <laughs> the people in the waiting room, they know. The nurse who asked me to stop humming the theme tune to Shaft, <laughs> she knew. And then when you get in there, right, they just build you up even more. They ask, you, they ask you a lot of questions to make you feel like a bit of a legend. She's like, what kind of sex are you having? She means, right, um, like oral or anal. The answer she's not looking for, it turns out, is quintessentially British. <laughs> and then they just, they just keep building you up. She's like, do you do drugs? I'm like, yeah, I do drugs. With the confidence of a man who spends every weekend in a K-hole with a feedback of cocaine tied around his neck. <laughs> when in reality, I once accidentally smoked a spliff at a particularly liberal dinner party. <laughs> and then overstayed my welcome by four hours because I was too scared to ask where the front door was. <laughs> and at this one, I've lost the plot. It's gonna, I've gone, right? She goes, and uh, do you ever have sex on drugs? I'm like, Phew. only if love's a drug. She said it's not in the form. And I was like, is there an other please specify box? She said, yes. I said, well, put it in there then. <laughs> I'd lost it, to be honest, guys. I've got, like, and looking back, I'm mortified, right? Because like, I'm not that sort of hyper-sexually confident person. Like, how can I put it? Um, I once lost an erection because of an unexpected key change. <laughs> like... That's sort of, that's where I'm at, right? But I'd gone and I just, I just needed to be like brought back down to earth, right? And then the exam finished and I went to get dressed and pulled my trousers up. She went, everything's fine, but you know, and I was like, oh Christ, there it is. She's going to tell me that I'm a fraud. Maybe, maybe she'll tell me to be better. Maybe she'll tell men to be better. She said, you know, you didn't have to take your shirt off. <laughs> 
Uh, I say a bit about me. I'm, uh, I'm very competitive with my younger brother, uh, which is very difficult because he's a lot more successful than me. I, I do a lot of temping. I'm working on reception at the moment. And he, he's got a really high-paying job in the city. Uh, he actually sells cocaine. <laughs> and, um, or, you know, obviously my parents are very proud. Um, they really are. They're very happy. He gives them great rates. <laughs> but um, it's weird. More bizarrely, right, he's, he's a rapper. He raps. And he's quite successful. Like he, uh, he's been on the Radio One Awards, and I'd love to tell you is, um, but I can't because, because obviously he's also a drug dealer. And he once goes to me, he goes, "Harry, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm Harry. What do I?" He goes, "Harry, yeah, you're my brother, and I love you. If you ever tell anyone what I do, I told Mum it was you who taped over her video of Diana's funeral." And uh, that's when I first like, truly understood the expression, snitches get stitches, because if she ever found out, she would fucking cut me. Um, if you're wondering where his like, accent comes from, as I, as I so often do, I once asked him, and he was just like, this is the voice, yeah? Of someone who was raised on UK hip-hop, was raised on grime. What he often leaves out is raised by two architects named Roger and Sue. Um, <laughs> This is true. It's 100% true. And like, the real reason I can't tell you is right because I know that he fears that um, that his career could be ended by my own lack of street cred. <laughs> you know, if like a like a king has like a bastard child, he just pays those a hush money too, so he doesn't grow up to bring down the monarchy. That's essentially this. He just takes me for lunch every now and again, so I don't show up to his rap battles wearing a cardigan. <laughs> Stand on the front row with an iPad, just. Just go easy on the swears, all right, lads? I've got my nan on Skype. Um, it's nice, isn't it? Nice, it's nice that we grew up to do what we always wanted to do. He always used to say when he was young, he'd be like, I just want to make fucking music, fam. I just want to smoke weed and stack cash. Which is a bizarre thing to come out of a five-year-old's mouth. Um, and I'd be like, yeah, man, yeah, I really want to grow up to, uh, to temp as a receptionist at a medical centre in what is statistically the most dangerous part of Bristol. Uh, I'm not joking, I do, I do. Because um, I, I love it there. I get to help people, it's fulfilling, and what I always wanted to do growing up uh, was be spat up by drug addicts for minimum wage. So, <laughs> what's, what's bizarre, right? The, the weird thing is, the thing I've got my head around, like, he's so much like cooler than me. And I just, there's, where's the scientific explanation that says he can wear a tracksuit and chains and say, blood? And not look like an idiot. Whereas if I wear so much as a cap, I look like a rapper, sure. But I look like an evangelist rapper from a 1980s Christian public health video. (laughs) Who's got a new song out about a newfound link between marijuana and homosexuality. (laughs) And an album dropping in the summer called The Lord Is My Shepherd. (laughs) But he's also my homeboy. (laughs) Um... Well, I'll, uh, wait, I'll leave it this. He, he's got a lot of friends who are in prison. And, uh, and he was telling me that he texts them. Which, first of all, was very nice that he texts them in prison. Like, I've got friends who wouldn't text me if I was in a car crash. <laughs> but um, he texts them in prison. And what he did, they all have these tiny little phones, right? But they smuggle in up their arse. And then they text. And I, I don't have an issue with that. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, prisons are too lax. Prisons are like Butlins. Oh, they have Sky TV. Like, that's fucking done, isn't it? Don't, I've been to Butlins. That's not... <laughs> Butlins doesn't have Sky TV. <laughs> Why that annoys me, right, is because if all you have to do to text in prison is walk 20 or so metres or something that big shoved up your ass, 
How the hell does my boss have the nerve to tell me I can't text at my desk? <laughs> when I commute every day from Gloucester to Bristol with an iPhone 7 up there. Because <laughs> I... so. the phone's in my ass. Uh, this is really nice to get to say this for the first time ever um, on stage, but I'm um, I'm becoming a dad. Um, I'm not I'm not, I'm not having any kids. I'm just I'm just really bitter at the past and taken out of my family. Um, <laughs> did I say a dad? I mean my dad. <laughs> Ending's not great. <laughs> no, that's right. Uh, any vapors in the room? Vapor? No, that's, that's right. It's fine. I'm uh, I'm trying to get up soon. I, I want to vape, but I'm I'm scared about the health, the health risks. I've heard that if you vape um, whilst pregnant or whilst trying to conceive, that your kids can be as lame as you are. <laughs> so that's, um, that's silly, isn't it? Um, <laughs> this has been really fun. Uh, I've been Harry Pugh. Enjoy the rest of the evening. Bye bye. <laughs> Harry Pew, everybody! Woo-hoo. Oh dear, let's just keep that going. A very, very special last act, Miss Celia AB! Hello, everybody. Well, this is nice, isn't it? Give a round of applause for Alex, who are uh, hosting this. Yeah, Hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Celia. I'm from France. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, yeah. Um, thank you very much, Alex, for hosting what looks like... Um, it looks like a refurnished spa, doesn't it? <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Celia A.B. I live in Birmingham. <laughs> that, that, I've never got that reaction. Uh, I live in Birmingham. I moved from Paris to Birmingham. <laughs> Willingly. <laughs> and... Um, when people find out I'm from Paris and I moved to Birmingham, they kind of give me the same, they give me the same questions about the Paris attacks. They're like, you moved to Birmingham. Oh my God, is your family okay? Do you need a glass of water? <laughs> now I moved to Birmingham I've, um, for a job. I work for ISIS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I only do the admin, it's fine. It's just, um, it's just fighting infidels. <laughs> pile here, one pile here. Uh, before I started doing comedy, I had a really famous comedian, and um, she said, Celia, you have to understand there is sexism in comedy. You're a woman, you've got a pretty face. Women in audiences will hate you, and men will want to fuck you. Now, I'm bi, I'll do you both. Yeah. <laughs> Are we okay now, guys? Yeah? yeah. Lovely. Now that you know that you will all be fucked. Um, <laughs> now, uh, I'm going to try new stuff on you guys. Um, is that all right with you? Yeah. Lovely. Um, now, both my parents are surgeons, and I do comedy. And whenever, whenever I tell people that, I feel like my parents are disappointed in me, because they are. Um, <laughs> and um, I've realized that there's very few differences between doing, being a surgeon and doing comedy. The biggest difference is... That when you're a surgeon, you can't turn up to work and say, I'm just going to try new stuff today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do that hip replacement differently. (laughs) It's a better punchline to it. 
Maybe I'll add an ankle to it. It's <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the, um, the elephant in the room, I've sprained my ankle last week, guys. I know. Uh, it was two weeks ago I was meant to do that gig, so thank you again, Alex, for having me. Um, but the story is really boring. I was just chased by the government. Um, <laughs> so I spent the whole of last week lying in bed high on codeine. Now, there are two kinds of people when I tell that on stage. The first kind of people are like, oh, my God, that sounds awful. The other kinds, Bristolians, are like, that sounds amazing. <laughs> Do you have any left? <laughs> now, um, I spent a lot of time by myself last week. So much time, in fact, that I was, I, I kind of half think now that the earth is flat. <laughs> like, I found myself being like, <laughs> does feel kind of flat, doesn't it? <laughs> I've been listening to the uh, Requiem for a Dream soundtrack a lot more as well. They're after me. <laughs> um, I've also been watching a lot of shows. I've been re-watching Friends. Woo. Now, um, the older I'm getting, the more I realize that um, Friends is really unrealistic. <laughs> like, the number one reason is I can't think of five people I want to hang out with every day. <laughs> five people. I don't even like myself. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you've ever, like, seen the inside of a kettle? That's getting to know me. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> That's who I am. Um, so I've been watching a lot of friends. So let's go through another few things. Um, right, I have um, I've recently lost six stone, you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. It was uh, it wasn't easy, but um, I've realized that when you're French, you don't actually have to be that fit, like to get attention. <laughs> because let's make this clear: my skin didn't bounce back. My body—it's more like a um, it's like a folded umbrella. <laughs> I d like, I don't get laid, I get laid out, all that. Um, <laughs> she, like, if you ask me to take my shirt off, I'll have to turn around and be like, oh my god, I have. Like, that's <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> so it's like dating me. However, I've realized I, I lost weight and then I moved straight to England, so I never really got to be that fat girl that lost weight that everyone wants to fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a fat girl in your friend group's list now that you're, it's like an investment. Do you know what I mean? When she loses weight, you'll be the first one to be like, what's up, baby girl? <laughs> and I never got to be that because I'm just, I've just got a weird body, but no one knows why. And I <laughs> do you know what I feel like? Do you know when, like, I feel like, um, like, do you ever see, like, a brownie and it looks a little bit weird? And then someone tells you it's gluten-free. And then you're like, hmm. <laughs> it's not bad for a gluten-free brownie. I'm just a, I'm just a brownie that no one wants to buy, guys. But it's fine. Once again, you don't have to be fit when you're French, so here I am. <laughs> um, I'm back on Tinder. I know. I think we... And when you're... That's because when you're bi, you're single. You're really single twice. Um, and um, I spent a lot of time back on Tinder, and I've realized the reason I can't do Tinder is because my standards change throughout the week. Like, if it's a Monday and I've had a really bad gig in Thornbury, <laughs> I'm on the train back and I'm just like, you look mobile, yes. <laughs> 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 it's, 
if it's a Friday and I've been hitting the gym and I feel just like really good about myself, I've meditated, I'm listening to fucking Big Papa, (laughs) (laughs) swiping, like, do you know what? You look perfect. However, Mike, you don't look financially stable, so (laughs) (laughs) that's why I'm single. Um... Uh, da, da, da. I came out to a right, so I'm a, I'm French Algerian. Salam alaikum. Um, and uh, we're gonna radicalize you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll go to a comedy gig. Nah, <laughs> you're all leaving with leaflets and a hatred for the whites. Right, I'm French Algerian. Hello, everybody. Um, but um, I had to come. I had. I had to come out to my mum, uh, who's Muslim, but she's also lovely. And um, uh, and like, my mum's confused, right? She's um she's a hoarder, but she's also pro-abortion. Uh, my, mom, my mom took it very well, to be fair, when I came out, um, because I, uh, I literally left 20 minutes afterwards. I was like, all right, bye. <laughs> 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 um, all right. Uh, da, da, da. Right. M- one of my best friends got married this year, right? Now, they posted a picture f- of their, from their honeymoon. And um, like most couples, what they do is they go away and they go and swim with dolphins. <laughs> now... I couldn't like those pictures because it feels to me that they had a much better experience than the dolphin. (laughs) The dolphin's like, I didn't want to come out today. I hate this club. Do you know what? That's a new bit. I really like it. I'm going to keep it. (laughs) And also I wrote it when I was really high on codeine, but... um, but at least I didn't tweet anything racist, so it's <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> Rosenbar, you guys. Oh. I think it takes a lot of confidence to be racist. Like, do you know, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I have a lot of opinions. Even if I think something's right, I'm not going to say it blatantly. Like, I'm not going to be like, it's bad to kill people. Like, <laughs> racism, I'm like, we should kill those people. And the, the confidence, like, hmm. It's an ins- it's inspiration, really. Um, <laughs> Um, I've got quite a lot of other stuff to go through. Right, oh yeah, shit guys, last week my ex-boyfriend tried to get back with me. And he did that thing, right? Um, I should have known really that he was bad because our red flags in relationship, right? Um, Free-spirited, loves traveling, University of Wolverhampton, those three. (laughs) Have to catch them early, guys, you have to get them early. And I'm from the Wolverhampton of France, so really, Birmingham is a step up for me. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he tried to get back with me. And one of the reasons you should never get back with your exes, the number one reason, is that... Do you ever try and put dead batteries back into a remote? That's what it is like. <laughs> like, like, you'll rub it, it might work a little bit in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, you need new batteries, guys. Also, I'll keep that. <laughs> um, childbirth. Um, 
Like one of my I don't, I, one of my friends is uh, pregnant and she keeps telling me like she's had a kid already. She's like childbirth is the most amazing thing that can happen to you. It's you will cry, you will love that, you will you'll fall in love with that baby. Now I can relate to that because I have had a really really good meal deal once. <laughs> I had all the value. Like whenever I go into a shop and I get a meal deal, I look at it like the love of my life, like. A three pounds forty nine for a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> right. One thing about being a woman. Right. Um, I um, I'll leave, I'll leave you with two things, girls. If you wanna um, like talk dirty in the bedroom, but you still wanna feel like a feminist, all you have to do is ask, is ask them to come on your face so you can't see the wage gap. Ten minutes of this, guys. <laughs> I'm joking. They never last ten minutes, do they? <laughs> ah. Take a picture. It will last longer. Let me take a picture of your dick. See how that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing. Um, right. This might be a little bit too clever, but I feel like you're Bristol, so you've probably you're better than most people in England, aren't you? Like, woo! No, I think you are. I really like, I've, I want to move here. Like, I genuinely want to move to Bristol. Um, but it's sort of like, there's a lot of admin and like ISIS, they're not understanding. <laughs> that I want to relocate. It's, whew, it's a whole new thing. Right. Um, in, um, in Algeria, women aren't allowed to attend funerals. For the first three days, they're not allowed to be here for the funeral. That's shit, isn't it? That's really shit. However, in China, you can hire mourners. What I'm saying is there's a missed business opportunity here. <laughs> what if we took all those mourning Algerian women to attend Chinese funerals? <laughs> Fucking sign me up. Come. Gotta open up my own company, Mourners Limited. <laughs> Fucking, I'll ask for VAT receipts and stuff. I don't know. Um, oh, I'm glad that worked, guys. Um, we, can we be honest with each other? Yeah. yeah. Can we be really, really honest with each other? Um, I um, I don't like it when people tell me that um, they've lost weight. Like, like if I tell someone I've lost six stone, there's always a fucking idiot that's like i've lost three stones or like there's a woman that's like i've lost baby weight do you know what i've lost six stone i've lost an adult <laughs> i've lost a skinny girl that does a lot of cocaine <laughs> and has an instagram account <laughs> so please after the gig don't come up to me and tell me how much weight you've lost i really don't care i only care about myself guys <laughs> That's why I do comedy. That's why I'm recording this, so I can masturbate to it later. <laughs> um, is there anything more awkward than being out with a couple and they start arguing? Because you fucked one of them. <laughs> and you're just about to go on the same roller coaster.
like that. Um, right, I'll leave you on two things. Um, let me just double check. I'm sorry, this is really unprofessional, you guys. Um, but <laughs> as if this is professional. <laughs> um, right, because I'm French Algerian, I'm going to fight racism one man at a time. Starting with you. <laughs> now, are you together? No. Cool. Um, <laughs> I'm all right. I'm all right. Go back to the kettle, like, you know, folded umbrella kettle. There's loads of imagery about dating me. Anyways, that's me on first dates, by the way. I'm always on. <laughs> I'm a comedian. Okay. Right, I'm going to fight racism one man at a time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to find a racist guy. We'll... Um, We'll go on a few dates, we'll fall in love, and we'll take weekends away in Plymouth. <laughs> I'll meet his parents, and a cheeky fact about racist parents, guys, they make the best gravy. Um, and, uh, <laughs> um, and then one night, right, as it's just about to finish, just about to come, I'll lean over and I'll whisper, Allah, but this is for Syria. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to fight racism. It's going to take me years, uh, but I, I don't mind being a bit of a slag. Um, not being a slag, it's empowerment. <laughs> it's empowerment if you sit on their faces, really. Yeah. Um, which I don't, because uh, I, don't, I don't feel like um, choking someone. <laughs> ah, you guys, this is getting really personal. Right. <laughs> right. One last thing before I let you uh, all go home. Um, oh, man, I don't know if... I don't, f I don't know. Right, let's see. This is going to be really dark. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, do, do you like me enough now that I can be really fucking dark? Yeah. Yeah. Lovely, right. And Frank. <laughs> Bear with me, guys. Bear with me. Bear with me on this, right? Her diary was... There was pages of her diary that were stuck together and they were released what, last year. And when they unstuck them, they found, like, really bad jokes. And, uh, like, it was, the writing wasn't that good. What I'm saying is that Anne Frank is exactly like all of us. She was just showing her tried and tested. <laughs> she would be here doing new material nights. <laughs> Fucking 10 minutes slot. That's long enough that she doesn't get killed by the Nazis. Um, and um, and, uh, and uh, I think that was the darkest thing from my set. Um, now, before I let you go, guys, uh, first of all, thank you, uh, thank you so, so much for being lovely. Uh, thank you so, so much for having a nice shirt. Uh, <laughs> that's yours. That's Take it back. It's nice. <laughs> Take it back. No, it's nice. It's nice. But it's just I shouldn't have complimented you really. Your shit. Um, <laughs> um, let's see who I can. But I don't want to get off stage, guys. I've got, I'm really lonely after this. So um, I'm, I'm going to stay here for a while. <laughs> um, what do you do, lovely? Yeah. You just, you're not just a student, though, are you? No, I work in a bar. Ooh. <laughs> Do you hate working in a bar? Be honest. Yeah. Me too. I, I work in a bar. It's horrible. There was a study, right? Apparently, 
people get progressively more racist and sexist as they drink. And I can tell you that this is a thing because I'm super racist when I drink <laughs> towards myself. I'm like, you should go back to your country. I know. <laughs> um, right, so uh, that was a weird way to end, wasn't it? Right. Um, uh, thank you so, so much for having me, guys. I'm back. I'm in Bristol tomorrow as well doing another gig. Uh, it's called The Lazy Dog. Thing. Yeah, I don't know where it is. If you want to see more of me, you can follow me on Twitter. If you want to see more of me, you can follow me home. Um, and um, and uh, generally, yeah, thank you so much, you guys. Thank you. See the UAB, everybody! And... That's that's our show, gang. That's uh, that's that's it for um, this time round. Um, but a little bit of admin stuff also for the folks at home. Um, yeah, so this is now a podcast. You can download it from uh, come iTunes and all other places where you can get podcasts. I don't know if you heard that. Um, <laughs> iTunes and all the other places you get your podcast. It'll be up at some point later this week, I expect. Um, and it's the first one, so if you could give it like loads of reviews and say it's great, because all the acts today have been fantastic. Give them all the cheer. Um, yeah, we're, we're here every two weeks, so um, we're this next act on Facebook and no other ones because I haven't set them up yet. And uh, yeah, I've been Alex Kitson. Cheers, guys. Come back and uh, yeah, bye. <laughs> www.outoflives.net